We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the EP Podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Nalvas, an Eastern Conference Preview Edition. Finals Preview Edition. I was waiting for that. With me today, um, the two lovely ladies who are also great at sound effects. Uh, to my left, if you're watching on stream on twitch.tv slash Miami Heat Beat, is Reality Check Master Tiffany Meeks. What's up? What's up? On my right, we have the great and experienced Siobhan Beslow. <laughs> Say what's up oh. to the people, Bond, if you can hear us. Hello, people. You know, I'm okay, Bond. I, um, we can hear you. We can hear you. We lost oh, Bond. Let me come. We'll be back. Uh, full disclosure to the audience, I am passing a kidney stone. If I disappear halfway through the episode... And Bon and Tiff has to carry us to the other land. You know why. I am not 100% today. I just took some medication that may or may not make me nauseous. So we will we will find out together as we wait for Bon to come back. Tiff? Yes. While we wait for Bon to come back, let's eulogize the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> they got the ass kicked on Mother's Man. Day. You know, all Gee. those people's mothers were watching that game. <laughs> those, those, yo, I, those players had mothers. <laughs> Joel Embiid's <laughs> mom had to watch him say that at the podium with or without Man. context. Hilarious. His wife had to watch that game with their son. Is he married? I did not know that. Well, what, his, his, his partner had to watch that game with his son. Unfortunate. On Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Miss Embiid. <laughs> uh, Bond, we were just uh, we were just eulogizing while we waited for you to reconnect. Uh, listen, we'll have much time to litigate and autopsy the process in the off season, but we would be remiss without laughing a little bit. It's part of the show. It's part of it's part of heat beat culture, making fun of the Sixers. Um and the Knicks, you know, that's just, that's just part of life. However, the Celtics are a team that I don't make too much fun of. I have a lot of respect for Boston. Um, yep. You know, maybe the outside of their arena may look like uh, January 6th insurrection, but the team I have a ton of respect for, 
I think Jalen and Jason are fantastic basketball players. I think uh, Time Lord is obviously, you know, a very, very scary, good defensive player. Horford, obviously one of the good vets of our league. Mark Smart, I hate his fucking guts. I don't respect shit about him. But everybody else, cool in my book. We're going to talk about the offense today. We're going to preview kind of the, the offensive side of the ball for Miami, kind of through their lens, what they're going to have to do against the Celtics. And, guys, it all starts. Let's assume – let's talk about Jimmy two ways. Let's assume that he's healthy first, and then let's talk about him if he's not healthy. I'm going to assume okay. – I'm going to assume he'll be at 80 to 90%. If Jimmy's right, I think we've mm-hmm. seen Tiff. He has no problem scoring against them. They have a lot of wings that they're going to throw at him. Right. Boston likes to double him, and they mm-hmm. have in the past, which I think Miami kind of showed you what they're going to do. If he gets doubled, they don't double like like the Knicks, and we'll kind of get into the details of that. But in, in general, I just think Jimmy, you know, there, you know, he has had his way with them. I don't think they have a wing or a player specifically that bothers him. And he's just a lot stronger than those guys, whether or not they pack the paint even though we've seen that as well when they play Rob and, and Al together last year. Tiff, I just think it's a good matchup for him. He's comfortable with it. It shouldn't be a good matchup for him because they have so many wings, but he's just comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> that can be taken a couple of ways because the reality is, yeah, we, we know from past experience, it's a good matchup for him. Um. And for me, if he's semi-healthy, he's going to do what, what he needs to do. He's going to do Jimmy things. I, the, I I think for me, is it like, is it more favorable to him? Or do you think the matchups favor the Heat on offense? That's a great question. If I think so, so ask that question again, so I can, I can really take that in. So <clears throat> we know that Jimmy can take advantage of this team. We've seen him run roughshod over them. Like that's not a secret, and that's not that's not a anything against the Celtics. It's just like you said, Jimmy is a more physical. He's more methodical in his offense, and he knows what he wants to do and where he wants to go. Like we know this. Yeah. But <clears throat> we we can kind of go past Jimmy as being the key. How favorable is the matchup on offense for us in general? Because we still have four other dudes out there. I'll pass it to Bond now, but I, I think in general, they play enough drop that I think Miami has avenues. This chat makes fun of my caller. Um, <laughs> listen, man, I just came from the hospital. Cut me a fuck. Cut me some goddamn slack, Schmidt, that says my caller looks like it just escaped a sex trafficker. Um, <laughs> Oh, Why do you think I'm purposefully like doing this the whole show? What is wrong with y'all? I know they're crazy. I know they're crazy. Um, Insane. Yeah, Bond. I, I like that question by Tiff. I mean, I, I think that Boston plays enough drop that it kind of gives Miami shooters and their pick and roll guys a little bit of kind of uh, downhill viability, or or at least not maybe not so much downhill viability, but but um, but at like angles to shoot the ball coming off screens or, or a little space to eat. Coming off pick and roll, I know Lowry likes it. You know, obviously Duncan, Max, those kinds of guys. Whereas, like, kind of switch defenses, which Boston can't switch. I mean, they can go, they can go a little bit smaller, and they could switch at least one through four, for sure that they're comfortable yeah. switching. So, I think in general, and we see Miami without Jimmy score a ton of points at Boston in mm-hmm. their building. So, I don't think it's as bad as it seems on paper. 
I just I think it kind of depends on how much Boston switches versus drops. You know, I agree. And I, I like the way that Tiffany posed the question, right? Jim is going to do what Jim is going to do, but can are there other places um, within the four and then within what we bring off the bench to, um, you know, kind of get in and and create the the unified momentum of, of offense that then kind of becomes overwhelming, especially at home, especially when shooters start to start to click and things. And I think G is spot on. And it being um, maybe the difference in between how much drop and switch or or just how physical Boston can commit to being defensively. Like they have athletes and they do mm -hmm. play with force. And at times last series, um, I was watching game one of last series, like they outforced us sometimes. They may have been sloppier, but they outforced us um, in athleticism as well, uh, or coupled with the athleticism and just length and stuff like that. So if they can commit to, um, you know, really maximizing their kind of gifts, I would say collectively Brogdon, Jason, Jalen, um, D. Rob is, you know, a great athlete. Marcus Smart is, you know, intelligent. Um, I, I still do think that the matchup kind of favors us, right? Like I, I tweeted about it um, maybe yesterday or a couple of days ago. I, I genuinely, I expect, um, like G said, the shooters that he mentioned, I expect guys like it Gabe too, right? Seeing kind of a similar coverage that, um, that kind of Milwaukee showed him and how he was able to kind of, um, more confidently, especially in comparison to last year, kind of pick his spots. I think you see some resurgence in that for him too. And so I think so, man. I, and I think it just it's going to come. Last thing here, I think it's a lot of it's going to come down to how um, creative Spo is willing to be, how deep he's mm -hmm. willing to trust in his bench, how much he's willing to kind of open the book up. Um, how are you, can you use Jimmy as a roller sometimes and, and get into that little pocket that they you know kind of like to leave open a bit so I think that we have the things to do it um it's just how much of the maybe of the hand are we going to show and how soon and when and stuff like that Bon I love that you said that because I thought last series one of the big kind of adjustments Spo made mid-series was Jimmy becoming more of a screener they did double mm -hmm. a lot they did mm -hmm. kind of send a lot of help and the way that they mitigated that was kind of putting him in pick and roll with either uh, Tyler with uh, a lot with Kyle, really, mm -hmm. especially in that game six where they both had a, a really good game. And you just kind of get them going downhill without letting them kind of switch and manipulate matchups because at that point, you know, Boston has to make a decision. And when he slips the screen, you know, that help has to come really, really fast. And he's such a good passer yep. out of the short roll. Now, Miami shot 30%. That's it. The passing mm -hmm. out the short roll. Which Bam is good at it, too. Just, yeah, Bam. But Bam doesn't I think roll he... as quickly. You right, know who else right. we, we miss? I put in a chat. We we miss Markeith a little bit here. You miss PJ. If you can, because you're going to want to have him on the floor defensively and Hamish, if you can find ways to kind of like use him in the like the um, side ball screen type of swing, open up in just that little triangle pocket, little push shot area. I think that they have kind of ways to do it. Like you say, it might not be so much like downhill, but being able to kind of probe a bit to then maneuver out of it. Mm -hmm. Like, Tiff, I think if you're in Miami, the, the thing you worry about is kind of what happened last year where they start Robert Williams and Al mm -hmm. Horford. And I think that's a big question kind of going into game right. one. Is Boston going to stick to their normal starting lineup that they've gone to all season, or are they going to start the two bigs? And if you're the Heat, you know, I, I think you worry most if they start both bigs because now, you know, you can kind of help off whoever that corner person is. Now, in the starting lineup, 
that gets a little tricky because it'll, you know, you have Miami. Miami has Love, Bam, you know, Jimmy, Max, and and uh, and, and and Gabe. Less guys to help off of, and you know, maybe Boston is living with Kevin Love taking a bunch seven eight threes a game. Mm. If that's the case, you know, I don't know how you feel about that. If you're the Heat, I probably don't feel great. Right. But if Kevin hits shots, then, you know, that Boston has to adjust. But, right. you know, that's kind of what I worry because what they were doing last year was, especially off BAM pick and rolls, they were dro- they were kind of dropping. You had Horford on BAM. So Horford's kind of sinking low almost by the free throw line. Not quite a Brooke Lopez drop tip, but, like, you know, pretty deep, you know, not mm-hmm. fearing Miami's pull-up game considering how bad they shot. And, and Rob is kind of coming off the help. So if BAM does slip, Rob meets him. Or if Bam rolls, Rob kind of comes to his strong arm, and Bam really has nowhere to spin or go, and right. the play just kind of dies. And that happened repeatedly because they just ignored Tucker, and mm-hmm. the short roll pass is to Tucker, who's not either hitting shots or is not taking right. them. So if I'm Miami, I'm afraid of a repeat happening. Obviously, Missoula's not Ime Udoka. They're different coaches that value different things, but – that's the one thing on offense, if I'm Miami, that I'm a little bit afraid of, Tiff. Right. I mean, <clears throat> and that's exactly what you just said. So if Kev- if Kevin Love is hitting shots, then you're okay. Kevin, I think Kevin they- and Max, I think. Cause, and Max, yeah. right. Well, I first of all, I don't think they're going to leave Max wide open anywhere. Like, I, I think there's going to be somebody glued to him. Like, you, you literally can't. You can't afford to let him see the first shot go in. Like, yeah. that's just, you know, that's just Especially what it is in a when game it comes one. to him. So I don't – exactly. So I don't think <clears throat> he's going to be as open or they're going to help off of him. No. I think it's going to be those first couple of minutes, I think that's going to be Kevin Love time. Like, if they start Kevin Love, he's going to get those shots. And he's got to see a couple go in. Like, you, we can't – we can't have him shoot like he shot the last two games of the last series, like not against the Celtics. Like you can't, it's not sustainable. If he's on the court, I get it. He gives you other things, but if he's on the court, he's got to make shots. Bon, I think you're muted. I feel like it's, it's weird too, because he's getting good looks, but it, it yep. feels like the, the angle, I don't know. It feels like the angle that he's catching it at is almost like, it's 15 degrees off from where he really feels comfortable kind of in his mm-hmm. gather into it. Like, I I feel like, I don't know, maybe younger Kevin Love or, or lighter, Kevin, what, what, maybe just springier. Like if he would just, um, I don't know, it's just some lift, but the shots are there. Um, and I yeah. expect him to, to take it. We've seen him make it, you know, at points throughout the postseason. And I think you're encouraged by um, the sustainability with which it feels like they're able to get good stuff out of he and Jimmy. The he and Jimmy pick and roll has been pick and pop has has done a lot for them. So I don't expect it to not. Something you could do, guys, is and it's a little bit maybe unconventional is, is you kind of run the empty corner Jimmy Love pick and roll, and you have mm-hmm. Bam in the dunker spot, and mm-hmm. you know you wait for Horford to step up on that, and you kind of have that easy, you know, drop pass to Bam who's, yep. who's in the paint already. Or and then, you know, obviously, whoever whoever that shooter is on the weak side is going to have to sink in to help if Horford steps up. Right. So then Jimmy Mm -hmm. has kind of another guy and he's kind of facing that. So I I think that is going to give them multiple options. And that's kind of I mean, they ran that a lot against New York 
uh, you know, especially against like Mitchell Robinson and guys like that. Um, and it just makes sense if you're Miami to like, okay, well, how can we, how can we get Bam and Jimmy in the right places, and 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 involve Love enough that is he's not just a jump shooter, right? Right. It's also interesting because like where I would have thought maybe a month ago we were at a deficit when it came to the offense just over this like this run there are combinations now that Spokane put out there that that seemed very comfortable together that didn't look so great together in the regular season but now all of a sudden things are kind of clicking so I feel like I don't feel as worried when it's like all right who's coming in when you know when you do the love Caleb swap or either you do um Gabe Kyle swap or you have a backcourt of Gabe and Kyle like I'm not it's it's like I'm not as worried as maybe I maybe I should be worried but I'm not as worried now when I'm thinking about the combinations of people that Spo's been able to pull off the bench and been able to get you know a good three minutes here a good two minutes here I don't know I don't know how do you guys feel about it I think like Highsmith is a guy that I look at on offense this series. It's like he's was critical to the regular season matchups. I thought yep. he did a great job on Jason Tatum. Yep. Mm-hmm. Defense, we're going to get more of that tomorrow on the on the defense show. But, you know, on offense, and I think you saw in that Knicks series, you know, he's a guy that they're going to be very comfortable leaving open. Right. He's not <clears throat> the most confident shooter, and he's not the most – he's willing, but not the most confident Great cutter, by the way. Very active right. cutter. Moves moves yep. really well. But just kind of bogs down your offense a little bit because he's just a little too green. He's a guy that I look at and kind of what you're talking about, Tiff, and it's like, well, can they buy – can he play for five minutes, five to seven minutes? Is that too much? If we add, Maybe that's an early series thing. By spawn, I see you nodding. Not a late series thing. You know, and sometimes these games kind right. of swing, you know, in those little like, hey, can we buy three minutes of Jimmy rest or can right. we buy three minutes of, of Bam rest by just going like right. this gunky defensive lineup? Right. And, and let's just hold the fort kind of thing if we hit. And really, Bond, in those kinds of units, if you just hit one three, sometimes that's mm-hmm. enough to sustain you for those three to four minutes. Yes. And that's what I, we make we make like playable <laughs> chunks of time sound so right. engorged, and they're weighty. You know, like it's a game of inches. Right. Things, details, and things matter, of course, right? But like you, it, with someone like a Hamish, it, he it's you're in a really good spot because he has he has the prototypical kind of length, and he can do enough on both sides of the ball that you. You don't even you're not even getting away minutes with him. I feel depending on how you, you use him, plays, with like, him on the floor. Like I do. Sure I, I honestly I think, think he, he does. I think too. he I think he for sure does. Gee, you were talking about the like trying some Kevin, Jimmy, um, you know, empty corner, Justin two, Bam is your dunker spot. Um and and you're mostly gonna get like the Kevin pop out of that. I think that there's space to kind of if if you don't trust the shot consistently enough, I think there's space to drill making or allowing Hamish to kind of be the decision maker out of like setting that same screen, but kind of opening up very much in a way that a PJ would. He's lanky enough. I don't know if if I want to see consistent or like steady like, doses like of it, but Highsmith I think screen for Jimmy and pick and roll. Hi, 
Yeah, and like let him kind of settle into kind of that pocket, the nailish area. You still have Bam in a dunker spot. And what we don't do um, as consistently as we used to, shout out PJ for sure. And, and Caleb does it sporadically. We don't we don't set enough flares. We don't set enough hammers. We don't set like enough pensions. So while whatever's happening over here in this pick and roll corner and then, you know, Bam occupying the short corner, we don't like, and defenses are turned, like they're, they're occupied and we'll just exchange or kind of brush by where PJ would seek out Duncan, come off of this, Max fade off of this. Um, Caleb does this sporadically, but I think if there's, 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 there's space enough to, to plug some of the pieces um, and, and be surprised, I think, with what you may get out of them. Right. I, I don't know. I want to push back on that, Bond, because I, I don't like – so I think it, with the defense like Boston's where they have a lot of mm-hmm. wings, I don't think you want to invite another guy because, like, that's an easy switch if you're Boston, right? If you're if you're having mm-hmm. Highsmith – and maybe that's favorable for Miami. And so, that's an easy switch or a trap. And I think if you're my if you're Miami and if Boston can get the ball out of Jimmy's hands and you run your offense through Highsmith at the nail, that's a that's a huge win for them. And I think you want to mitigate that as much. So it's different when like, you know, so like when the Knicks were doubling, it's like Duncan comes screen and it's a small guy in the double, right? Or Gabe comes to screen or Kyle comes to screen. It's like you're not inviting a wing to double and you're not inviting a wing to switch. You bring a smaller guy and those guys have ball skill. So when you flash to the middle of the floor, like you saw at the end of that game, like Gabe flashes to the middle of the floor, is able to make a play and get Bama dunk. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of more of the stuff you're looking at. Not not like, oh, I don't want it. And I don't want to invite Boston to let Highsmith make decisions. I think you want his role yeah. to be as like streamlined, like, hey, hit this open corner shot, like cut to the basket and like get right. yourself a layup. Cut. I think when you start like, hey, like you're going to be screening with Jimmy, I, I think that simplifies it too much for Boston. I think you want to make them make tougher decisions. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I'm not, uh, you're, I, I like, I'm not mad at you. No, I, I just, um, 
just a like, gee, you don't think he's getting minutes, or what do you? I think they'll play him a little bit in game one, and Spo will feel it out. And I think if by game two, it's not like a okay, like I'm very comfortable in these minutes with him on the floor, like on offense. I think he may not be able to play a lot now. They don't have. It's funny because they were able to contain Milwaukee and really New York. New York didn't have a great offensive series against them. Uh, and their defense has been good and bad. It's been it's kind of been both. It's been very weird this postseason. But I just I think that the minutes, Jimmy's minutes are going to get too high and Bam's minutes are going to get too high where I, I just don't know if there's going to be a place for him as the series progresses. Like I said, maybe early. Mm-hmm. Although these game one, like they need to get one of these two games. Yeah, I think that's do. critical. So it mm-hmm. might, I, I don't know. And, and you know, Spo. Like, right. you know, the guys that Spo wants to play, like, you know, incoming, incoming Caleb 38 minutes. You know what I mean? Kind of game. Right, right. Yeah, well, I also think that, like, because how many did he run last series? Did nine, 10 guys? 10 I think guys? It was, was it? eight. Because Highsmith was I think the he nine. ran ten guys. Was it ten? Well, yeah, because Zeller. Well, that's the other guy he that we got to we got to get it into. Had to be if they're gonna play Zeller. So I, I'll count right now. So mm-hmm. uh, in Game Six against the right. Knicks, they played Butler, Love, Bam, Strews, Vincent. That's five. Lowry six. Martin seven. Zeller eight. Duncan nine. So they ran nine. Um, right. Without Highsmith, Highsmith would be would be the tenth guy. Right. I think all those guys minus Zeller is guaranteed minutes at this point. Um, Cody has been a little bit weird. I think yeah. they'll play him game one and they'll see. He's a guy that's also going to be like, well, can we buy some minutes with him at the five? If not, we'll just play love for three and bam, you're playing. You got you got to play 40. Yeah, I don't know. I think the interesting part is because. The only reason why I think Highsmith plays more than we think is just for the defense alone. Because you're you're you don't have you don't have Vic, so yeah. that is that's a true defender. And if you're and if you're looking at everyone you just named coming off the bench, that's really just Kyle and Caleb. Right. You're gonna have to rely on more people than that. Somebody. Well, yeah, and Duncan, somebody's and Duncan. And 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 I'm gonna say it again. That's okay. really just and he Kyle says it's shaky too. Exactly right. Right. You don't know. So, you don't know this, that you're more so going to rely on Duncan than you are Hamish. Right. We saw him not go to Duncan a yeah. lot before. I, I think I think Duncan's kind of secure in the rotation just because they need they just need one more shooter because because if Tyler was healthy he just doesn't play. Right. No. Right. You know. And and I'll give him credit. Like he's been attacked on defense. I think he's back to his 2020 defense. His defense got a lot worse the last two years. I don't think he's playing at that bad a level right now. I think he's about where he was in 2020, where it's like he might make a play here and there, but in reality, he's just going to get targeted, which is why he can't close. I think so. Okay, so a little to the point about kind of where Tiffany is coming from and a little bit about my feelings about Hamish is like, I'm not saying you rely on consistent doses of him having to make decisions out of, you know, cause I think that gets it. I agree with you with that being, um, you know, schemable, maybe a little bit to 
boss's advantage. I think I was mostly speaking to like, you talk about, can you get away with three minutes? Can you get away with kind of five and six? And maybe you hit a corner three in one of those. And that that is the play. You play defense, which Tiff, to your point, I think you see a lot of Haywood because I don't think that Miami, um, I think you know that you have to score, but you have to be committed to defending this series. I don't think that you want to try to get into or assume that you can match um with ease because of just like the volume that they shoot because of kind of the the I don't know I, I I put value in the the isolation players that they have I think with that though we have to um I think I would like to see us more be concerned about uh you know how we look defensively but I I understand that you you know you have to score and I think you can do that and 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 still feel good about you know your prospects it's, it's for sure a balance that they have to that they have to manage and i think it's funny how we spent so much time talking about the 10th guy off the bench because it's just that kind of the heat are just that right. kind of team yeah. that they have yeah. to find cont- random contributions here and there let's let's shift over to bam a little bit because i i think <laughs> if they have if they're going to win this series you know jimmy has to it's- be healthy we'll talk about hobble jimmy later uh, you, you're gonna need Jimmy to, to look good, you know, to kind of operate in pick and roll as he does to get to the mid range as he's been so good at. Uh, I think Boston has fewer matchups that he can exploit as a post up player, but I'm sure that he'll look for White, you know, he'll look for Brogdon, he'll look for those kinds of guys. It's like, okay, can I put these guys in the torture chamber, uh, either off the dribble or, or in the post? He wasn't great in the post against New York. Part of that, I imagine, was the ankle, but. Mm-hmm. Kind of know what we're getting from Jimmy and how Boston kind of talked a little bit how Boston's going to scheme him. Uh, he'll see some switches. He'll see some blitzing. He'll see a little bit of everything as we're going around some with the Celtics. And I think New York was kind of good preparation to show how they would adjust to that. New York didn't switch too much. But other than that, uh, you know, switch wings or bigs onto him. But I think we kind of see how that that worked the other way with Bam, guys. Um, I think you're going to need to see a lot of what we saw in game six out of Bam, a lot of kind of post isolations in the mid post face up go to the basket not so much as a roller because of how they just defend him by sending a big from the weak side over to you just want to isolate that action like get him some good post touches near the basket have him face up against a guy like al horford who's very good and and see if he can kind of beat him off the dribble if not i think the heat have done this a lot this season too it's kind of stretch out your pick and roll right like straight your screen up higher give him a slip into more space. And I think mm-hmm. Lowry is pretty critical to that as well, because if he's going to be able to hit that pull up or actually do damage and pick mm-hmm. a roll, I think that, I think that Horford has to play a little bit higher at the level. It gives Bam a little bit more room. And if Caleb's mm-hmm. in that corner, for example, I'm okay with that short roll pass to Caleb Martin in the corner for three. Also, because Caleb can close the gap. I, I he attack the closeout. He, he's very willing to drive. And I think that's kind of the recipe for Miami outside of Butler is like, okay, can we make this Kyle or Gabe Bam pick and roll deadly enough from the ball handler and from the weak side shooter that Bam can do Bam things? Tiff. I mean, we hope. That's what we want. Um, and it's so funny. You mentioned Caleb and it, and in my mind, I like see Caleb and I'm like, I just want to see him doing one or two things, either catch it and shoot it or just drive to the basket. But that's what he does. That's it. He's a, but, he's no, an I don't want to see follower. the other, but I don't want to see the other stuff. You don't want to see the drill between the legs. Nope. Nope. 
I don't want. I, it's Caleb Bard time, baby. It's Caleb time, baby. I don't want. I don't want to see it. Caleb's I on TV. I, listen, I trust Caleb shooting that three in the corner, and I trust him getting to the rim. Tiff, how you feel about that? Hitch, how you feel about that? I was about to say hitching all, hitching all. At this point, I have embraced the hitch. You know how some you have players. No you know how some players lean in off a of miss. When right. Caleb leans in, I was like, oh, that shit's going in. His, his, everything about his shot is backwards. Yo, I and I, it's funny because I always say to Bam, uh, Bon, I'm like, listen, I love it when Caleb is shooting the three or when he's getting to the basket, but when he at the top of the key with the ball, I I can't I I get nauseous. To that though, they started doing some stuff last series. They they were they had schemes designed for him to have a couple dribbles off of like some some stags and do a little bit something like they look like they had intention with Caleb at the top of the key that time. But no, you are absolutely right. When no. it was just him, just like pointing out, yeah, uh, come say right. this. Uh-huh. Right. I don't... No. Man was making like his just... own and one mixtape. He was about to boogie. And <laughs> I can't even remember, but when you're athletic, you want to be able to just yeah. spring out. You want to be able to. Well, the other thing is like Jimmy and Bam are off the floor and Caleb's like my time to shine, baby. Who else? Who else is it? He's been so good off the bench. I'm just glad he's back. No, anyway. I love Caleb. Yeah. Did you read? Lo- did I anybody read that article today from the Athletic about Eric Spolstra? No, no, I didn't. I didn't see it. it was really great. It was kind of talking about. It was really a story about how Spo won't tell his own story because he doesn't do interviews. Uh, so other people were telling Spo's story for him. One of the a lot of principals, Josh Richardson, Olinick, uh, Kevin Love. Caleb Martin was one of them, spoke a lot in the piece. And it was just talking about Eric as a coach. Josh Richardson would talk about how he would do shooting drills. He'd be like, he's like, he's in the gym on his off day yep. and Spo scrolls in and, and he's like, what you doing? Doing shooting drills. He's like, well, shoot, shoot seven, shoot, shoot a hundred and make 70. And like Josh, hits like 50. And Spo's like, well, what are you doing? Start running wind sprints. He's like, well, this is my off day. Yep. Spo's like, you want to work, don't you? And Spo's like running. The guy comes back and he shoots, he shoots like five more. And suppose like get your yeah. ass and start running. And Josh is getting mad, and he's like, and then suppose like this is what I mean. You got to compete with yourself. And eventually, Josh hits like eighty of a hundred. Spoke comes up to him, he like fucking slaps him three times in the chest. He's like, that's what it means to fight with yourself. It is the most chuny cool shit ever. I was like, man, suppose so real for that. And just kind of talk about his environment. But Caleb talked about Spo when they traded for love, which I, I read this and I thought it was so funny because you remember we're like, are they starting Kevin love? Are they not? And suppose like, I haven't made a decision on this. Apparently the decision was made like a day after Kevin love got signed. He sends Caleb. Of course it was. We've all sent was. that text. I spoke at the send. <laughs> Apparently yeah. Caleb was like, he sent like a whole screen full of text. <laughs> and suppose like, Hey, listen, man, it's for the team. And he's like explaining shit. And I just thought it was funny. Of and Caleb's like, it was. Caleb's like, I just appreciated that. He just didn't like tell me in the office. Like he, he, he understood that like I was competing and that I was helping the team, but yeah. that this was a sacrifice for the greater good, that it had nothing right. to do with my play. It was about doing, and I don't know. It's just supposed awesome. I don't know why I brought that up, but fucking suppose great. I love Spo. No, no. And it says a lot about Caleb, like Caleb. Yeah. <clears throat> Caleb is you you and you can see it on the court. Caleb is a mm-hmm. team first guy. And he's a proud mm-hmm. player. Like yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like and I joke and coach, I'm always wants to be coached hard. Wants to be pushed. Exactly. I joke and I'm always like, "Oh, it's Caleb time." But like I can really say 
when it comes to players in the NBA, I don't, Caleb's not out there being selfish. He is a team guy. He's doing everything he can to help this team win. Um, it's interesting because like, how do you, because Caleb is a part of that bench unit. So what do you, how do you see if, if it stays the same with the same starters and the first game, it's the same rotation. Like, how do you see this, this matchup happening with the bench unit once Caleb comes in and then you'll have Kyle come in shortly after, like, how do you see that? Is there a lot, you think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for Caleb? So I look at the Caleb and Lowry numbers together as kind of a bench kind of litmus test, you know, together they're plus three, um, on, on the, in the play on top. Sorry. That was a regular season. I was like, that's kind of low. I thought in the playoffs, they were plus right. a, a bunch. Yeah. And the playoffs are plus 11 and almost three hundred two hundred and twenty minutes, 229 minutes. The, the minutes are racking up for these units. Like yeah. some of the stuff is becoming pretty real. You know, uh, Caleb without Lowry is plus 17. Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. uh, and by the way, without Caleb and Lowry on the floor, the heat are only a plus one. So, mm. I mean, they are playing fantastic with those guys off the bench. Those are their, their two most important bench players. Uh, to kind of give you another idea, Lowry plus Caleb, no Jimmy in almost 100 minutes. They're plus seven net rating. So they're just winning without Jimmy. They're w they're winning without Bam on, on the floor. These bench guys are killing it. And part of that is Lowry's been a really good pick and roll player in the playoffs. Bon, I know we've talked about kind of his old man Griff when he gets by the first guy and then puts the other defender on his hip. He does that one, two and dribble. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He sticks, he st he sticks his ass out. out. You know, he's waiting. Oh. He's waiting. Oh, he's like, ah. It's so funny because really what he's doing, he's like, is this big guy going to jump so I can feed my dunker spot guy a dunk? No, I'm grifting, pulling up for a jump shot and forcing contact. And it's so funny. But he's been really good at it. And Caleb and him yeah. have played very well together defensively. They've been very solid forcing. I believe they, they, the two of them forced a ton of turnovers. Um, by the way, uh, so no Bam and no Jimmy, Caleb and Kyle on the floor, plus 21 in 30 minutes mm. for the playoffs net rating. So That's awesome. They, Tiff, I cannot say enough about how good those guys have been. And against Boston, I actually think this is a huge Kyle series. I think – if there was a time, it's now. I We've seen him play well against him in the regular season. We saw how he looked in game six, you know, even though he was hobbled. I actually think that this is a series where he could do real damage. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It's funny, Bon, we just said that. Who's, we just said this is a Bam and Kyle 
Like they, this is where they really have to step up. We just had this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And gee, you're right. It's, it's what Kyle's game is, what his abilities are mm-hmm. given the drop that Boston plays. Again, I've all, I've maintained it's why you miss Tyler. I'm rewatching game one of last year's Eastern. Tyler had a from like 747 around the time he entered in this, in like the second quarter, everything, everything good that happened was him. We went on like a six something nothing run because of what his game is, how he can get into those pockets at the nail and like at the third hash mark and just the, the really, really tough, really precise places that you have to get because of how slippery he is and, and how good his handle is. And so Kyle can get to those same pockets, but his just looks different. His just looks choppy. Um, Vic had ability to get into those same pockets, but he was always at risk of overshooting it because, you know, he's a dart, right? Jimmy can get into those pockets. He's sturdy enough. And I think you saw Gabe seek out those pockets, like I said, in the Milwaukee series. So I do, I, gee, I, I think it's a, a, a big Kyle series. I think um, you get some like Kevin Love, Kyle middle pick and roll and you let Kevin pop and then you just yeah. stretch that pocket open even a bit more. Um, so I, I'm, I'm actually really excited. I think this is one that, that they're up for. And um, mm-hmm. I, I just want to see, I, I'm actually like very, very excited for this matchup. I wanted Philly or wouldn't have cared if it was Philly, but like I'm excited for this. And I, I, I'm I know excited. that they are too. Tiff, the other yeah. aspect of yeah. Kyle is that he's provided like legitimate downhill pressure. He's actually gotten into mm-hmm. the paint. He's forcing help. And I that's been the big element that's been missing from their offense pretty much for two years now. Three, four years, really, the entire Jimmy era. And especially without Tyler, you feel it because really he was the only guy that, that was creating mm-hmm. off the dribble. Now you have a guy who's, you know, I think he had nine assists through three quarters or something um, in game six against the Knicks or something crazy like that. Not turning the ball over, uh, really helping you on defense, but but on offense – just getting by guys, and I think against Boston, that's going to be huge because he's going to see a lot of Horford and drop, and he's going to see a lot of Rob Williams and drop. And if he's he's been a very willing pull up shooter, and I like that because I think that if they're going to win this series, they need to do what they couldn't do last year, which is attack that drop, which is something that they shredded all year last year, and their their legs, you know, and that goes for Max as well. Like any of these guys. Max is a pick and roll handler. I think we'll see a little bit more of this series because the Celtics, mm-hmm. the Knicks pressed a little bit higher than than the Bucks, and I think the Celtics are more of a middle ground. Horford, they have to force Horford to go up to the level, I, I think, mm. and, and I think that Boston's going to make them prove it. Uh, so I think this is a big series for anybody who can pull up and, and shoot, which yep. sucks that Tyler's not not playing. Right, he's, right. Yeah, he misses it, so much. Some of these clips are so pretty. <laughs> like when that guy, when he's on, like it's fun. It's fun. right. No, it is. I just think that they, yeah, you're, you know who you don't have. You know who's not walking through that door. So yeah. they're, listen, <clears throat> would you say they played nine guys? All right. So those nine guys will get minutes probably, right? You know, you're going to get something. So you're not fighting for minutes. You You'll get Cody's in there. playing a lot? Well, he's definitely going to play, I think, Wednesday. Yeah. And then we'll see. The problem with him was he had the he, way he he's the all series over the ended. Place by the end. Yeah. <laughs> the, way, the way the series ended for him with uh, against the Knicks was not good. It started great. Game four. It he started was great. Fantastic. Game four. Yeah. 
but the but that but the last two games he was he was off and and I mean in every aspect he's like not viable he wasn't on the other side of the floor he wasn't either. boxing out like he was yeah. he just looked off and I don't know I mean obviously you know bad matchups are bad matchups but it wasn't like I didn't even feel like he was even in the overall right position like it just seemed like he was always a step slow in those last two games. You know, something that we haven't talked about yet, Pon, I think they need to look to attack Jalen Brown in one-on-one situations uh, and, and get him get him in pick and roll, get him moving because mm-hmm. for as good as a defender as he is, he does get a little lost. And if you go – and I should correct – not to go at him one-on-one, but to make him make him defend screens – you know, make it put him in actions, make him make decisions on defense, because if there's a place where he struggles, it's that. And you know that, you know, you want him to kind of be your ball hand. Like if you're Miami on defense, you want him to handle the ball because, you know, we all know the turnover and dribble stuff, blah, blah, blah. It's been talked about a lot. But on defense, I, I do think that's a weak spot. I think for as good as a defender as Derek White is, he is going to be a target for Jimmy. For as good of a defender as Brogdon is, that's going to be a target. We've already talked about the bigs. I actually think Jason Tatum is a guy that is probably the least likely to go at, even though they should at times mm-hmm. you want to force him to kind of foul and stuff. But I, I think Jalen's yeah. another guy that I know these are good defenders, you know, but make these guys make plays and, and make them right. prove to you. Don't, don't let them live off reputation. Cause you know, I thought last series they got a lot of success of kind of making, getting a back cut off Jalen who wasn't paying attention or getting a back cut because Jalen's paying attention to something else. So I think stuff like that, I think, is important for Mammy's offense. Who do you see Jalen? Who do you see Jalen Garden? So I I kind of think they go follow-up things. Go ahead. I probably imagine they're gonna go Tatum on Jimmy to start, and they'll probably put Jalen on Max. And or or yeah, Jalen on Max um to start. So Boston actually has a couple things they can do. When rubber hits the road, they could put Marcus Smart on Bam and then start switching a bunch of stuff if they want to go smaller. So you can go like Horford on Love and Marcus Smart on Bam, and then you switch anything pretty much, and I think you're pretty comfortable with it. Mm. That's I don't think they'll do that off the rip. I think they're going to play it straight up if they do start both bigs. If they don't yeah. – so Grant Williams is another guy that I think, and I know this isn't like totally yeah. answering your question. Bam has to beat the Grant Williams allegations. Cause I agree. That's a low yes. key yes. kind of thing that Grant Williams like low key like gives Bam. It's underspoken. We don't talk about it. The we streets don't talk know. about it, but Tiff, it's there. the streets know. It's there. Yeah. They don't like it's each there. other. They do not like each other, and they both take that very personally. And Bam has not gotten the better of him when he defends one on one. And I, I think about me when you watch that. So that's another thing that we got to watch for, and Bam has to win. I think you put Jalen Brown and Al Horford in pick and roll. And then I also think that, like you said, that you kind of, you find ways to go at, um, to, to kind of go at Grant Williams. I, I agree, Bam, like, eh, you know, not not needing to do too much, but needing to hold his own. And Bam I think in just doing that, right, I think just in doing that, like, you know, he'd come out to prevail. But I do think you put who I 
whoever Jalen is guarding, just try it for me one time. Whoever Jalen's guarding, whoever Al Horford's guarding, send Al's man pick and roll. I hope it's Kevin. I hope it's a pick and pop. And I'm even cool with that's like a Caleb. And you just see if you can turn the corner a little bit, see if you can get some cinching in off the corner. Um, and I know Zeller has been like a little bit all over the place, but they've he and Kyle – he and Jimmy found a little bit of comfort mm-hmm. in the in the short role and in the two man kind of in there. And again, if you can have the more competent um, and composed uh, humans, you can put in kind of like the short role decision making area. You know, is is kind of to your advantage. So I don't know if you see him a ton, but you know, there's space for 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 the skills. Always. Bon, let me ask you something about your boy because we have not talked about Gabe Vincent. I think that Jalen guarding Gabe Vincent makes a lot of sense as well. You put Marcus in a matchup where he can switch more. Marcus is probably going to see a lot of time on Jimmy as well. Um, I, I could totally see them putting Jalen on Gabe Vincent. And at that point, I think it's on Gabe, as we saw in that Knicks series. You know, he's going to have he's gonna have a drop lane, and they're going to have to make Jalen navigate screens. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if Gabe can hit some of those pull-ups from three or from mid-range at the, at the nail, yep. that's, that's huge for, for them in this series because – you can't let them hide guys. Miami's fortunate that all these guys can make plays. It's just like the consistency mm-hmm. of their ability to make those plays. Yep. Yeah, no, I fully agree. If he can get to the nail, if he can get to like that third hash, and it might not be like at the angle directly off of the, the corner, it might be like a bit pushed out to the side, but that, that little kind of oblong space is there for him right. to get to. I think too, like we have to like, just be honest, like that game seven, Philly, Boston, like Philly didn't make them play defense. Boston didn't play like, an NBA team that day. No. Well, no, they it, definitely it, didn't. It, it, but even throughout that series, there were just large pockets of them not having to <clears throat> play any defense. Like Philly just didn't do anything or they just come down and just jack up a shot and that's it. It's like, you got to make them move. You got to keep them. You got to make them be honest in their defense and not just can sit back and get the rebound and just push it forward. So so we just go ahead, G. No, no, keep going. No, I was just going to say, like, we we just got to stick with our principles and make sure we are running our offense. Boston's defense has been a little weird because like Harden kind of snuck up on them a couple times. Trey Young got the best of them a couple times too many. I could see Jimmy having kind of that kind of series against them. And I, and I think we, we just talked about kind of the Jalen Brown element. We know none of those guys can really guard Jimmy one-on-one, but you know, Boston's strength is even like their guys like Derek white is, is a, is a great defender. That's huge for Miami to kind of put those guys in actions. I think kind of emptying aside for Jimmy, if he's right, is going to be their best form of offense. It gets everybody out of the way get this guy one-on-one with either Derek White or or, or Brogdon. And, and hell, Bond, he went out smart last year a ton. They put smart as a as a guy in pick and roll, and Jimmy went right at him. And it's like grift versus grift. Who, like, the, ref, the ref's blowing a whistle <laughs> one way or the other. And I Flip like that one. Jimmy forced that issue. Like, fucking Marcus has fallen over, you know, his ass, ass down, you know, legs up type shit. <laughs> And Jimmy is bulldozing. Some something's getting called, but I, I like him going at those guys. Like, and I think it's kind of critical to their offense. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, 
And and he's steady enough to someone else who can operate in that in that just like the middle kind of belly of of Boston's defense is it's where it's loose. But I agree. I like him, you know, going at the Marcus because you know Marcus for as 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 stocky as he is, right? Like Jimmy is an athlete, and he when if he's good, if he can elevate enough, and like his mm-hmm. release, his release is different than what it was like last season. It's a bit more raised, and it like I think helps in his elevation, like the the momentum kind of in his jump shot. Like it just feels yeah. more smooth this season. The release just it, it feels softer, and so. Um, even off of the turnaround, off of that, like the little shimmy and then the, the over the left on the baseline, like all of his, all of his actions just feel, um, more honed. And so to go at Marcus, I want to see it. I think, um, Brogdon might have something for him physically, but Jimmy's a master, like the, the pivot he's been doing in the post. Exactly. Yeah. The pivot, like the, the mm-hmm. master class he's been putting on in the post. So I do want to see kind of like the, 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 I think our mains have to accept the responsibility of of, of of doing main things and, and kind of pressing the issue a little bit. But I, I, I where everyone else's um, have to, you know, feel comfortable and find some confidence and right. and getting to the things that they know that they can get to that they've seen themselves get to. Because um, yeah. I, I I believe that they find that you know they have a lot of it there. So and play Duncan. Yeah. So Boston actually gives up the second most amount of mid-range jump shots in the league. Oh, mm. that, it's oh, right there. Do you know who gives up the eat. most, Bond and Tiff? Do you want to guess? Milwaukee. 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 And I think... Yeah, yeah. So, that's that fucking drop. That's why I don't know how the they draw. have yep. these, defensive, these defensive candidates. The principles don't make sense. Well, we were talking right. about earlier about like their drop is like, I think that Miami has guys that are really good at eating space in that drop, right? Like mm-hmm. Jimmy, Kyle, like these guys are able to kind of kind of chew on that and get to their spots. And if Jimmy's ankle's right and he needs to get the lift, because I think what's underrated about his jump shot is how much lift he gets. Because, I mean, he's before, remember, Tiff, it used to be the wrist. Mm-hmm. Now the wrist is good, knock on wood, but the lift without the ankle is a problem, especially on those kind of turnaround post-ups. So you kind of get Milwaukee in a drop, you eat space, and that's what we talked about earlier about those kind of empty corner love Jimmy pick and roll. You put... You know, that doesn't matter when Rob Williams comes from the weak side to help, because if you're trying to get to your spot on the baseline, which I believe from the left baseline, Jimmy led the league in points there. You just get to your spot and elevate. And it doesn't matter who's coming to help, because now that guy is not an offensive rebounding, not does not in rebounding position. Your weak side guy, if it's Caleb Martin, can come in and crash or your guy on the wing can kind of pinch in if it's a long rebound, as we've seen Gabe do and Kyle do a ton last series. That's the kind of stuff that gets kind of your offense going. And, and that's kind of how Jimmy killed them last year, kind of getting to those spots and also, you know, as a roller and, and right. just straight up bullying guys to the rim. So there's there's a world where they can yeah. score enough points. I, I, oh, yeah. I'm not, which is funny because I've never thought I would say this. And shout out to Lefty Leif in chat says, uh, I think we get a good series from Max, Gabe, K-Love, K-Lo, and, and varying times and levels. Yeah. I can't believe he's saying need Gabe to bring those alpha scorer guts. I'm not worried about yeah. Gabe with that, Bon. We know Gabe at MSG when the lights were bright, according to uh according to Jared Allen, who Jackson oh, Frank said might be better than Bam a couple years ago. Uh poor thing. Gabe Vincent said the lights are not too bright. Listen, the pocket <laughs> is shoot, right baby. there. 
he's getting into it with a jump shot now, whereas last season he was trying to come off it softly with that. Like the little guys, he, Kyle, they're too small to like get some to try to float that, right? Because by the time it gets up, I'm mm-hmm. rising with it. Like you have to put way too much on it for that to, you know, feel sustainable. But coming off quick bounce, I call it the mellow package, right? Like sometimes that, that, that. pocket, sometimes the pocket is just, it feels like, it's a full step away when really it's like a half step, but like that quick dribble is really hard to kind of do. And so like to be able to, to kind of get in there and, and be settled you, again, you really, really miss Tyler. And so I expect yeah. the, re- I expect all of them to come out with a little bit of like liberalness and kind of seeking out, you know, some, some, some productivity in that area. Tiff, is there any yeah. defensive matchup on the Celtic side that we haven't gone to that you kind of like as an area of, of exploitation for Miami. I think we've covered most of them, but I don't know if you had one that you wanted to highlight or maybe one that Miami might have to watch out for. I, I'm going to say something real crazy because I love, I love, I, I love crazy. And this is because I was watching, yeah. watching that series. I'm a, I, I, in my mind, I, I, I think the matchup you go at is Jason Tatum. That's interesting. I think you, and I say this because He'll guard he's got to score, plenty. but he's got to score on the other end. You got to, you have to make him work and you can't, you can't let him sit back and do nothing like Philly did and then come down the court and walk into well, three. They, they put him on you Tobias got, Harris is why you got to put, you, that's it. You have to engage him. You can't let him sit and pay for safety. To. He's a you, good enough digger. Hello. Off ball defense. He's yep. gotten a lot better at, you got to actively go yep. at him. You have to, you got to put him in. Listen, I don't care if you put him in a hundred actions. You got to get him moving. You got to get him wondering and thinking. Because if you just let him sit back and nothing's happening, he's going to go down. He's going to give you 40. He's giving you 40 with ease because he's doing nothing on the other end. Like, I'm I'm telling you, I when I watched this last game, he wasn't even sweating. That means he wasn't guarding anybody. Like, James Harden made life too easy for people, came down, stepped back three. No, you got to get people running. You got to get them moving. I, I really think you got to go at him because you got to make him uneasy on the court. Uh, so Leif says he forced Boston into major high turnovers versus their averages this season. So this is not the defense show, but I want to say real quick on that. This Heat defense is not the same team that played Boston earlier in the year. They just play defense differently. Oladipo is a huge part yeah. of kind of their high turnover stuff. They're a little more conservative. They're they're just not. I, I don't think they're the same kind of group. But you know, obviously Boston has looked a little shaky this postseason. Tiff, I hundred percent agree with you on that. And I love matchups like this because Boston has good defenders all over the floor. Every guy we've talked about is a good mm-hmm. positive defensive player. And I think this is the kind of sicko shit Spo loves. It's like, right. all right, guys, which one of these motherfuckers are we gonna break first? And last year it was Derek White. Derek White was the first guy to kind of crack. And that was really, they, that was the first, you know, kind of crack in the armor where Miami was able to kind of burrow in and get enough points to kind of create rotation off of that. Again, kind of, let's, let's kind of wrap up, kind of close our thoughts here. If, if I'm Miami, I think my winning conditions are, you know, you need, you need love to hit enough shots because that I, I think certainly Robert Williams is going to be defending him. I don't think they're going to do the reverse because Al Horford isn't the same kind of help guy 
that Robert Williams is. And I think having Al Horford kind of go from the weak side all the way to the ball or, or, or at the nail, I just don't think that that's like makes a ton of sense. I think it makes more sense to have Horford as a drop man, which they've always done against Bam, mm-hmm. and have Rob Williams mm-hmm. kind of come in. I honestly don't see a world where they don't start both of those guys. I know that Missoula has leaned five-out offense, but it sounds like the players all like when Robert Williams starts, and they just won a big series with that. They're playing the Heat where they know that that worked, and, and Missoula was there last season when he made kind of yep. – so I'm operating under that assumption. But I think it's that's the scenario if you're Miami, your win conditions are Love and Caleb and and anybody who's in that weak side kind of has to hit enough shots. I think you need Jimmy to, to be right, like right, right. And I think you need Bam and Lowry to really kind of have those those downhill type games and, and Lowry on the pull up. And I, I think if you do those things on offense, if you're Miami, you know, I think you have a good series. We have not talked about Duncan I think Duncan, and maybe you guys can chime in if you want. I think we kind of know what we get from Duncan. It, it's the same shit we get. It doesn't change for Dunk. Regardless right. of the opponent, that man's going to do what he does, <laughs> whether you like it or not. So it kind of is what it is. Boston will, Boston will switch some. He's kind of showing what he can do against that, but I, I don't know if there's too much to say about that. Guys, do you have anything else that you think is, is a must, like win condition for Miami on offense? Go ahead, Bon. Um, I think I just I I think it's going to be a lot of decision making. I think the ability is there. I think I think the reads and and the the thrust and kind of confidence in our reactions are are going to dictate a lot. Whatever you see at the at the angle of that corner, when you come off that screen, when you're in that kind of nail area, how we're moving out of that. Um, I, I I too feel like it, it has to be a lot of BAM. I really do think you get a good Kyle series. And Kyle, when he kind of comes off of his his screen, he he crosses back in, in front of um, BAM's path so often he gets himself almost like right back kind of to the to the side that he that he was at but there, there's still space there and he's still able to elevate he hit kind of a three that way it just kind of like felt like he circled around himself a little bit um, and I, I think you get I think you get good series from Kyle and Gabe I do think you you get something from Max I think that there's space that you can run some Max Kevin Love lineups I don't know much how, how much I want to see that again with the you know, the, what we have to worry about defensively. I think that you can do some things creatively, but um, rebounding and and kind of just mid two thirds, second third of the half court, kind of just that in that slice, what we look like there. Tiff, what about you? Um, I mean, I'm not even going to talk about Jimmy being right because if you don't have that, you got nothing. So that's if you just don't what have it is. that, you need Bam to be a player that we haven't seen him be yet. Right. Yes. Correct. And, and Which? So. I. By the way, I'm not doubting it. I, but he could I'm, do it. And if there was a team for him to do it, it would be this one. Well, let's just say it's time. Even if Jimmy is right, it's time. It'd be on him <laughs> and Kyle, and it'd be Kyle. Let's, let's earn those big bucks that we gave you. Uh, yeah. Put put in a put in a, a seven game performance. But yeah. Yeah. You you need Jimmy to be right. I I would love. I want to see Bam. Honestly. I want to see him bring in that game six momentum into this first game. 
the way he just started strong, the way he attacked the basket, strong, all, all the things. I want him to bring that forth. Like that has to come with him. Um, but if you told me we shot, I don't know, 39, 40% from three, I'll tell you we win. I don't think they can shoot 30% from three like they did last uh, playoff run against Boston. And I don't think they can shoot like they did against the Knicks. I think they need to get get closer to how they shot against Milwaukee. And by the way, ESPN had them at what three. What did they shoot? Against Milwaukee? Yeah. That I don't have, but it was it was okay. like in the 40s. Though, I think if they could get to 40%. I don't even think it needs to be that high. I think if they get to 38 I think that's like yeah. that's. I think if you can get the thirty, because if you're hitting thirty-eight, a killer says they shot thirty-eight against Milwaukee. That might be it, because maybe they cooled off at the end. But if they get the thirty-eight, that just means you're hitting. The math kind of dictates. Like if you're hitting around thirty-eight, you can math them if they're leaving your shooters open enough, and you're like, okay, we can get enough open shots mm-hmm. to survive, and mm-hmm. then you know, have one of our stars mm-hmm. kind of take us the rest of the way. Now, and I keep saying the last thing. Miami, Miami needs to get to the line against Boston yeah. for a lot of reasons, but yeah. that's going to have to be Jimmy and Bam. They don't have the rest of the guys to do it, make those guys right. foul, uh, particularly their bigs. And I think you can kind of manipulate when that help comes. You can run lower pick and rolls like what the Spurs used to do with Allen and, and Tim Duncan. Kind of instead of those high pick and rolls, you kind of run, you set kind of a screen a little bit above the nail and, and you run pick and roll there. You force that help to come a little bit, you know, a little bit tighter and you can kind of maybe manipulate some contact. Now, obviously the kick out for three, they have to be a downhill team first. And I think that in oftentimes when we talk about shooting, we think, Oh, the shooting is a priority. The shooting has to be a product of getting to the rim and getting to the line. And that yep. comes from Jimmy and bam being aggressive understand and Kyle for that matter. Cause that guy gets paid enough money that he, you know, he comes off the bench and he's a role player and all that stuff. But he it's his responsibility as well as one of the lead ball handlers to make sure that you guys are getting in the paint. You are forcing rotation and any shooting you get comes off of set actions or it's coming off of penetration and kick off help. And I think that's what you got to do against a team like Boston that really has no weak defenders. No, I agree. You have to, and, and like you said, you do that with intentional action. You do that with like, you know, maybe a little bit of unconditional spacing in the pick and roll, like you said. I like it setting the pick lower so that it's 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 setting the action, it's starting the action already a bit downhill, like inside the hill, and then seeing if you can like drill your way deeper and and you know kind of hope it, it cracks that way. Um I I agree and you're not just going to like float your way into good looks defensively you're not just going to but mm-hmm. my boston can get um a little bit lost on the help side like a, a little bit in the in the moments of like lack of discipline i think you kind of want to want to exploit um but i agree in that the bulk of their shooting should come off of things that feel sustainable, things that feel like we can replicate it. We have versions of it. We have variations of it. Oh, we ran it this way this time. Oh, run, you know, the third option yeah. of this stuff like that. And, and, and for me, you know, that's what our processes have been. That's what they've shown and, and felt capable of doing for a large portion of this running. Again, I, I think Boston plays at least enough possessions of a style of a defense that is uh, conducive to 
um, kind of our offensive weaponry. You know, and the other thing, yeah. Tiff, is the the big, big passing between Bam and Love is not something they've had before yeah. right. against Boston. Because even when they had redacted, that really wasn't what they did. And he didn't play a lot right. that series. So that's another kind of element to this puzzle that I think is kind of important is now you, now you have a, now you have a big that can get you the ball from the top. So if, if, if love mm-hmm. catches a ball up top, bam, can kind of set up shop down low and Rob Williams is effectively out of that play because of kind of where they trigger it. Right. Obviously love at the elbow, stuff like that. They have love is really key to this yes. series. He is. And I think, <laughs> If Miami can get them to play small, that is the biggest win you can get because at that point, now Miami gets to play their game. Mm -hmm. But even with Kevin Love, you know, and that's the other thing, like you, we, we saw him just like get the ball out quickly, like get us into early offense, get us going downhill, get us like the fast break that, you know, that's why I said like you, he does he he just he missed so many shots last series but he did so many other little things that we always forget about um and and you know part of that is will jimmy be healthy enough to get out and run because he he did a lot he did a lot of getting downhill really quickly with those passes against milwaukee um obviously not so much with the knicks because of the hurt ankle but you need those you know you need those fast break points you need to take care of the ball um, and, and the starters, you know, they're not, they're not making the silly mistakes that they were making early in the season or honestly throughout the entire regular season. Let's be honest. Um, they seem to kind of figure out and find the groove that they, that they're in. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this first game. I'm excited to see this. Cause to me, it's a coaching chess match. Like, to see these two coaches kind of like implement their plays and literally who folds first. I think there's a lot of talk about like, Oh, well, suppose going to fucking coach circles around Missoula. I think you expect that, but you know, these are professionals that, you know, are prepared. And I know that Missoula doesn't have the best track record this postseason, but I've seen crazier things happen. So, um, gotta stay sharp. Gotta stay on your game. Uh, do you guys, I don't want to put you guys on the spot. Do you want to do predictions? For what? For the Game series? one? Are you not ready? Theory? I don't want to put you on blast in front of the public. Ooh. If you say I need information to think about it, we can do it another day. Okay. I think. Uh, Miami in my mind says seven. My heart wants to say six. Six would be six would be the home six would be the home win. Mm. Tiff, you got anything or are you gonna wait for more uh, information? No, because honestly, I I already made my mind up the other day. I think they're up for it. I, I think if they I think yeah, I think they're up and ready for it. But I think um if they get game one, I got them in six. If and because I think they'll get the split in Boston. If they get game two, I got them in seven. They're a fucking tough team, and I would not have said this in February. <laughs> yeah. I think they get the split. Tiff, would you have said this is a tough team in February? Gee, I told you they was going to be in the Eastern Conference you did. Finals. That's true. Or at home. You said they're going to be at home. home. Or at home. Those were my two choices. They got the most. Here you go. This, you can get with that. 
<laughs> you can get with this or you can get with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's gonna be a long. It's gonna be a long series. But, I gee, hope. what do you got? You got a prediction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't. No, come on, give it. Not yet. Boston. And come on. Have the guts. Uh, I, I think. Boston, wait, what? Say it again. I think Boston, I think and, Boston and, and five or six. I, I just. And I, five. I don't. I know. And I'm supposed to be like the rah rah heat guy. Uh, I, I really want to I'm be not, wrong. I really want to be I can wrong. see a path. We I can, can see put a path this on receipts. Easy. I know. Chat's like, damn, G, what the hell? I know. I know. I know. The path is Jimmy. I know. If Jimmy's I can, not healthy, I, I don't, then I agree with G. I don't know. Jimmy's ankle is a huge question mark for me. I have yeah. a lot of respect for Boston. It's Jimmy's ankle and Tyler's goneness. Like the exactly. both of that—that like, that is a lot, lot to overcome. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. So it's, it is. Let's let's like let's be real for a second on a couple of things yeah. here. I have yeah. negative respect for the Philadelphia 76ers. and I have negative <laughs> respect for the New York <laughs> Knicks. The Heat beat the Knicks without their two, essentially their two best offensive players. Jimmy was taken out of that series by an ankle and Tyler's busted hands. And and Nick fans can be like, we didn't get blown out in game six and hang their little banner. But <laughs> your team fucking sucks. And Boston's a really good team. And no, uh, they're yeah. really good. And I they think are. Tatum got the wake up call that yep. he's like, oh, I'm him. Really, I, I have to be on all the time. In game six, he was not him. I was making the jokes in group chats. I was like, "How is Ta- where that dog in him go?" You know what I mean? Like, you know the <laughs> meme, the X-ray, and it's just like the, there's no mm-hmm. dog. Where the dog go? So, I part of me thinks the Bucks. So I don't. I think the idea of like three percent chance to win the series is like fucking ridiculous. The ESPN right. stuff. And that's just like that. That's a shitty regular season projections onto a playoff team. Um, unless they know something about Jimmy's ankle that we don't. But right. I just think Miami is going to need to shoot. Miami shooting has gone down to earth a little bit on good looks, and I just don't think they can shoot this way against Boston even at, on top of not having Tyler. And I guess my my faith is if I if you tell me Miami's going to shoot the ball really well and they're going to like operate the way that they did against Milwaukee, I would say Heat in five or six. But I just don't think that team's coming back with Jimmy's ankle in their shooting. So that's why, and I, it's right. a it's a very wordy explanation to say I'm a gutless coward. Right. It's a, to I me, mean, like I said, it comes down to Jimmy. And listen, by the way, the Sixers won Game One in Boston and lost the series. So like they can win Game One, and like we don't we we don't have to posture. I mean, they they would certainly be in the driver's seat. Miami has yet to lose a home game this year this this season, this postseason. So mm. you know who's to say, which is fucking incredible. Right, they were using it in like a couple games ago as slander saying, I forgot where I was hearing it, that like we haven't performed well at home throughout the series. What? When, again, po- right. no, throughout the season, sorry. They, when no, they were one of the best. Season. I believe they were one of the best home teams in the league last this season. Either way, we've been, you know, sensational at home. People, they just right. say things. People say right. stuff. People say stuff and they don't watch. Gee, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Listen, I made it through a whole show. I did not have a kidney stone flare-up, and I didn't vomit from my medication. And while we're ahead, I think we'll take it. Thank you for listening to Miami Heat Beat. Follow us on Twitch.tv slash Miami Heat Beat. Follow us on Twitter at Miami Heat Beat. Shout out to Blue Wire. Shout out to the family all over Blue Blue Wire. Shout out to Jimmy. Shout out to Big Face Coffee. Repping that shit. Uh, be on the lookout. We, we we may have some we may have some big face stuff to give you in the future. So 
Stay tuned. Cute. Stay tuned for that, people. We may have some stuff that you might be interested in. And remember, Hangover Time. Listen, what a way for Hangover. Everybody knows this Hangover Time's what? last season. What a way for Hangover what Time to go ride. out. The gods, the basketball gods, gave them mm-hmm. a Heat series. They gave Brass a series win against yes. the Knicks. If that's proof that there's a god, Tiff. Yes. That's proof that there's a God. <laughs> and the only complaint Brass had is that they won on a weekend because he wanted to go into work the next day and gloat. So he got he, Look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look as, at that. As Let's Nick ride fans, this blaze of glory. Tiff, Nick fans are defiling any Julius Rando paraphernalia on the streets. Like he's, oh, like he's it's a dictator. Over. Like he's like Saddam Yo. Hussein. You know, or like he's <laughs> like, yeah. Stomping Yo. on his man. You would have thought you would have thought he went around town kicking puppies. Like right. dog, you would if you were to just Photoshop a war criminal, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some some evil general or something. But no, it's just, it's just the power forward of the New York Knicks. They um, hate that dude. Yeah, <laughs> orange Ju- orange Julius baby. Orange Julius. So does I've I've always wanted to ask you, did the orange part factor in because their because their uniforms are orange, or you're just making a, a joke of the of the of the brand? Or is it just a delightful coincidence? Oh. No, I was thinking of the, what is it, the drink? Yeah, yeah Or whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. And I just, I said it one day, and then I was like, oh, Julius Randle. Mm. I'm running with that. <laughs> Shitty just like the drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. Make sure. To- I mean. I can't believe he, I cannot believe he went out like that. Oh. I can't. What do you mean? Oh, no, no, no. Wait, I think I'm sorry. About, I'm thinking about MB. I'm thinking oh, about I, I, I can't. He went out like that. MB went out Harden. like that. Jordan went out like that. Doc. Joel went Doc out went out so like that. Nasty. First of all, can I just say one hey, thing? I'm going to say another thing, Tiff. Devin Booker went out like that. Devin Booker went out like that. <laughs> but <laughs> how in the world do you keep switching MB onto Tatum? You were never, like, that's not a matchup you were going to win. That wasn't. That, was ne- that shit was hilarious, dude. Yes, he kept, they just kept switching him onto him, and I'm like, so what is this supposed to do? But that, you know, it's funny. <laughs> that works against Jimmy, not against Jason. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not anymore. Maybe not this Jimmy. Not this Jimmy. Not this, not Jimmy. this Jimmy. Jimmy. Not this, this Jimmy. Jimmy. That was a long time ago. That's... That was a long time ago. She's been through three relationships since. She's different. Right. She's mature. She's, she's, okay. This girl is different. She's different. She's, she, mm. she's, she's been she's been hardened by heartbreak. Listen, <laughs> she's had her awakening. Exactly, and not, and don't compare her to Harden. <laughs> Listen, Girl, Jimmy, uh... Jimmy. Jimmy has shit to prove. I think for Jimmy, this is a bit. So I saw this really cool graphic that was showing like all the Eastern Conference Finals of the last like fifteen years or something. And how much of the East has run through Boston and Miami. How I believe only five times they weren't in the conference finals. That's nuts. It was That's it nice. was the four Cleveland years. It was, they were one of the two since 2010 have been in the conference finals, except for the four Cleveland years. Although Boston was in one of those, weren't they? And uh, and the um, and the Toronto Milwaukee year. Uh. Um, but gee, I don't think Jimmy has that. anything to prove. I think to himself, I think that this is a big series for him. Um, yeah. you know, like this is this is a guy that beat him last year, you know. And if he was a hundred percent healthy, I think I'd agree with that. But he's like, gonna push this, it. 
No, I know he's, he's going to push it, it but at, but I'm just saying at this point we know we know what the situation yeah, is. Yeah. So so he's going to do everything he can, but yeah. Since uh, I. But she ain't got nothing to prove. She don't have anything to prove, but I I, I kind of agree with G a little bit. And I think in that, like, they found themselves kind of playing with house money a little bit, but to have gotten this far, not this easily, but like in this manner, it's like, oh no, I can really go for this shit now. And I well, think yeah. he didn't feel that way throughout, you know, the season. Oh, this is totally house money. I mean, this is. No, it's, it's not, but that's it why is, I think... but it's, it's house money, but it's right there to go get right. and like but really, really claim. I think yeah, he knows yeah. who he is. So he knows, yeah. like, I can do this. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to keep it honest. I I think it's a couple of other people who are looking like I got something to prove. Because oh. if, if God willing, Jimmy's going to be Jimmy. But mm -hmm. it's a couple of other people who got a little bit more to prove. Yeah. We'll leave on this. Since 2010, the conference finalists have been Boston, Miami, Boston and Miami, 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 Boston, Boston. Boston, Miami, Boston, Miami, Boston, Miami. So it's a lot of times it's been, you know, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 17, 18, 20, 20, 22, 23. That is a lot of stuff. And the East runs through these two teams. They have without a doubt been the two best teams since the turn of the, since really the turn of the decade and beyond really. I mean, we're, we're going <laughs> to, we might be 20 years of these teams fucking That's going remarkable. at it with each other. It is. Yeah. Really one of the only last, I mean, really, I, I would say one of the few rivalries right now that has kind of spanned a long time. I mean, maybe mm -hmm. Memphis, Golden State, you know, but from mm -hmm. the Zebo teams and, and just a lot. They keep lot. trying to make, they keep trying to make Philly Boston fetch and like she fetches, but. Oh, right. But that I was the like... thing back in the day, you know, right. you know, the, right, right. That right. has history behind it. Yeah. And, and Boston fans will tell you like more so than, than the Lakers, the, the Philly are their chief rivals. Um, you know, because they're in the conference and they played each other every year and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But mm -hmm. a lot of Boston fans say, "No, Miami's our rival." Mm -hmm. And I think, it should be. I think he fans. We're the standard. Look, yeah, I think against each other. Uh, so mm -hmm. fun stuff coming up. Hangover time after every game. Pre-gaming with Frankie, Lou, myself, and whoever else from Heapies has offerings. Went a little long today. Sorry to Tiff and Bond. I know y'all have shit to do, but what a what a series to preview. Hey. We don't get a lot, you know, I was going to say we don't get a lot of these, but as a matter of fact, we do get a lot of these. Um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of the privilege out here. We will see you guys tomorrow. I will be on with Troppy Baby of Five on the Floor previewing the defensive side of the ball and uh, what Miami may kind of spring on Jason and Jalen then. So till then, peace out. Love y'all. And let's get ready for Wednesday. Later. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.